listening to the Lance J Radio oh, Network. Oh yeah, it's another gangstar short shot. Uh, featuring the one and only. <laughs> Hanley, Hanley, Roy. Nice and smooth. Hey, 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 hey. A gangstar has got to be the short shot. Nice and smooth has got to be the short shot. A gangstar has got to be the short shot. Nice and smooth has got to be the short shot. A Greg Nice, a Greg N-O-C-E. Dominum Baso, are we? in my living room doing the doing the running man and doing the cabbage patch what an amazing catalog that dj premiere and the rizza have shout out to both of those guys man we needed that right now everyone's in quarantine if you didn't see it on saturday night there was a battle basically dj premiere and the rizza they put on different songs. I think they had 20 rounds. They put on they put on kind of their 20 best songs from their from their extensive catalogs. If you ever seen the movie Juice, when Omar Epps is at the mix master and he's battling the other DJ before him and Tupac, and still and Raheem go and shoot shoot the clerk at the store, and then Tupac goes crazy and, and, and kills everybody. Basically, it was a back-and-forth battle with the first 16 bars of all of these songs. And Premier pulled out all of his joints. RZA pulled out a lot of the old Wu-Tang stuff, the old Dirty Bastard stuff. It was it was just amazing. It was an amazing event. You got to go You got to go to Instagram and, and check it out if it's still up there. You're listening to the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, the Lance Day Radio Network, coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm your host, the one and only James Lewis III. Great to be with you. All of our all of our listeners coast to coast here in the United States and abroad. Got some great shows and great guests lined up for you this week. Man, that that thing that thing on on Saturday night was was the business. That that was amazing. That was some really 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 good stuff. I wanted to start the show today, kind of talking about some of the data that started coming in. So I want to I want to do my my weekly PSA about coronavirus. And we have a lot of we have a lot of great guests lined up this week. I'm doing an Oakwood University, which is the school that I went to. I'm doing an Oakwood University slash HBCU spotlight week. 
so bringing in a lot of different people, people within the music industry from my from my alma mater and people that work in the medical field that can provide some pertinent and interesting information about coronavirus and where we are and, and where we are economically, how this thing spreads. As a person that, that really, I think the majority of our, of our listeners are within the African-American hip hop community. I've been doing a lot of research on how coronavirus disproportionately impacts us. I've said repeatedly on the show that I have Lyme disease, so I have a very serious chronic illness. I'm taking social distancing very seriously. However, I did go out for a joyride a couple of nights ago. I was just having cabin fever at the house and I, I got in my car and I drove the one-on-one. I drove the entire one-on-one in Phoenix, which is about an hour and 30 minute drive. Phoenix is a really, really large and spread out city. I had to get out the house. I'm still social distancing within my car. I'm in the car by myself. I'm not bothering anybody. I mean, you can't get coronavirus from being in your car next to somebody else's car on I-10 who has coronavirus. But I did, I did go for a bit of a joyride against the, the, the legalities that they're setting up within the state of Arizona. They're not pulling people over per se if you're out driving at 10 p.m., but I probably shouldn't be out driving at 10 p.m. So I'm a hypocrite just like you guys. So before I bloviate and make fun of people that are out hooping and all of that stuff, I'm struggling with this just like you. I'm tired of being at home just like you. I'm tired of eating cereal. I'm tired of eating Honey Nut Cheerios and green beans just like you. But I digress. Uh, Some data coming in. This is from Google.com. Looking at the state of Louisiana, which is one of the epicenters within the coronavirus outbreak, Going to Google.com, this is an article about racial disparities in healthcare treatment. That's something that I study a lot during my day job. But it says that African Americans accounted for 70% of the 702 deaths in Louisiana linked to coronavirus as of last Thursday. 66% of those who perished from the pathogen suffered from hypertension, which is a huge, huge group. 43% had diabetes, 24% were dealing with obesity, 22 had cardiac disease. African-Americans account for 32% of the population of the state and 13% of the population as a whole, but almost more than double the population extrapolation are, are dying in the, in the state of Louisiana. This is a quote from Dr. Anthony Fauci. We have a particular different problem of an exacerbation of a health disparity. We've known literally forever that diseases like diabetes, hypertension, obesity, asthma are disproportionately afflicting minority populations, particularly African-Americans. Unfortunately, when you look at predisposing conditions that lead to a bad outcome with coronavirus, the things that get people into the ICUs that require intubation and often lead to death they are just very bad comorbidities that are unfortunately disproportionately prevalent within the African-American population. Very similarly bad numbers in Chicago. 
where 52% of the coronavirus cases were African-American. 67% of the deaths, African-American. In Milwaukee County, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 45% of the people testing positive are in the African-American community. In Michigan, African-Americans account for 40% or more of the 100 confirmed deaths from COVID-19 cases. Very similar numbers in Maryland, Ohio, even Minnesota. And it really gives us a chance to, to look at, I, I really hope that when this is all over and we're allowed to go back in public again and I can go to Target without having to wear an, an N95 mask. And as far as the N95 masks, don't wear an N95 mask while you're in your car. I see people riding around in their car by themselves wearing an N95 mask. That's not what the N95 mask is for. You're not going to get coronavirus from yourself. There's no need if you're riding around in your car by yourself to wear an N95 mask. You not only look like a tool, but at this point, looking like a tool is irrelevant. It, it's not helping you. It's not keeping you healthy. If anything, you're actually sullying and wearing out that mask and using it unnecessarily. You're going to need to throw that boy on when you're going out to Home Depot or you're making your toilet paper run at Walmart or you're going to Walgreens to get your medication and other supplies for your family. There's absolutely unequivocally no need to wear it in your car by yourself. If you sneeze on yourself or cough on yourself, because you're suffering from spring allergies, you're not going to give, you are not going to give COVID-19 to yourself in your car. But I digress. This is a chance to hit the reset button on society in many ways. There are so many people that have health disparities. What we found out is that the weakest among us, those who are the poorest, those who are the unhealthiest, they can have a profoundly negative impact on the strongest among us, those who are extremely healthy, those who are extremely wealthy. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire. It doesn't matter if you're a pauper or living on the street. You can catch this illness. And if you catch this illness and you're in the unlucky lottery of individuals that have comorbidities or just a DNA composition that makes you susceptible to this illness, you could have serious complications requiring intubation, requiring hospitalization, and perhaps, in worst cases, leading to, to your demise. I find it very interesting that not only do African Americans have these comorbidities, hypertension, diabetes, and we know where that comes from. We know that many African Americans, if you go back to the lineage, coming from the slavery days, eating bad food, eating the scraps, eating ribs, eating hog maw, eating pig's feet, lots of salt. It became, quote, soul food that we crave. I know I go to the soul food, Stacy's Barbecue, Stacy's Off the Hook Barbecue, down on 16th Avenue. I go to once a month and get my beef ribs on. But we've made those into delicacies within the African-American community. These are not healthy foods. These are foods that have a very adverse impact on us physically reducing our lifespan. Also, many African-Americans live within inner cities. 
and they're not within the cluster of individuals that have the opportunity to work from home during a global pandemic crisis such as this. If you're fortunate like me, I can do all of my work from home. I haven't left the house. I've only left the house once or twice in the last three weeks. But if you drive a metro bus in Detroit, if you're an STNA at a hospital in New Rochelle, if you're an Uber driver, if you're stocking shelves, if you do manual labor, you do not have the opportunity to work from home. And if you live in a big city like Detroit or New York City or Chicago or Atlanta, African-Americans are less likely to own an automobile. So if I'm driving my automobile to work by myself, I'm still lessly exposed to other sick people and a potential COVID parasite, parasite pathogen. If I'm on a seven train in New York City, I'm standing next to 100 other mofos that are coughing and sneezing. Even before COVID, being on a subway, whether it's SEPTA, whether it's New York, whether it's D.C., whether it's Atlanta, the subway is disgusting. You have people picking their nose. You have people sneezing. You have all sorts of disgusting, almost verminous individuals on the train, unshowered, unwashed. It's very unsafe. It's a complete Petri dish on these subways or on buses or on or on the, the rail link when I lived in Seattle. They didn't have a subway. They had the, they had the above-ground link. These are all things that we need to continue to address in the African-American community because you have a disproportion. You have people that are predispositioned to have an illness that have comorbidities where COVID-19 could kill them. Then you have individuals that are in a worse financial situation, so they don't have cars. People live in dense population urban cities. Some live in ghettos and are required to take public transportation. And then you have to deal with this. What I've seen here in Phoenix, and there's not a very high African-American population in Phoenix. There's a high Latino population center in Phoenix. A lot of the places where they have testing are not in neighborhoods where African-Americans and Latinos and other minorities live. Testing is out in Scottsdale. Well, there's not, they're not, no, not no black people, no Latinos that can afford to live in Scottsdale. I can't afford to live in Scottsdale, and I'm borderline rich. What about the areas of town where people are poor and have the most exposure and are stacked on top of each other? So you hear these stories about individuals who've experienced an, a steep decline in their health over the last several days and even into weeks, and people are getting sicker and sicker. They can't get a test. By the time they get a test, it's too late. They're at a point where they have to be either on oxygen or worse, and people are dying over this. So it is important that after this is said and done, this is a time where we have the – and I'm not going partisan here. I'm not really a partisan guy. I'm getting a lot of emails talking about I'm ripping Trump too much. I'm not partisan. I'm an independent voter. I actually am a right-leaning Second Amendment limited government guy. I just believe in holding anyone accountable, whether it's Clinton, Barack Obama, President Trump, whoever succeeds President Trump. I'm about holding people accountable for results and not making excuses for either side. But with your power, when we get back up off of this and go back to the voting booth, 
we have to really look at who is going to advocate for you from a healthcare perspective. Who's going to advocate for you financially so that you don't lose your job? Who's, who's going to have your back and support you? Are you going to vote for somebody who is going to support billionaires and huge businesses, people that are literally able to sail on a yacht for three months during these perilous times? Or are you going to support someone who's kind of the champion for, for you and your own personal needs? Lance Day Radio Network will be back after these messages. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. <laughs> Another pit sandwich and potato salad. I'll go a few more. You want that? Medium rail out of horseradish. Uh, all right. I did, little man. Thinking he might get weak on that cop getting shot. Yeah? Where's the body? Drew it hill behind the reptile house. Get back in the weeds with Michael Fine was left of him. All right, that's seven. What else you got? Uh, how about them witnesses? The security lady. And what's his name? The maintenance man. Gant? Yeah. Gant. You did Gant alone. Got a tater salad. How about this You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Protect your personal information. Call my guys down at Second Eye IT Security for your business, personal, and technology needs. These consummate professionals have 20 years of both private and public sector experience. I personally use this product to protect my financial information from the cesspool of charlatans, hackers, and scam artists on the World Wide Web. For a free consultation, go to www.second. EYEITsecurity.com. Tell them that the Wolf of Wall Street sent you and receive a special discounted offer. James Lewis. There's so many people walking around with the Best Buy Polo. Then you have the Sprint people. Then you have the Geek Squad people. Then you have like Geek Squad. The, co- like the, Geek the Cox Squad. Cable me. people. Right. So there are 38 people walking around at Best Buy doing absolutely nothing. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Can we say F No, we can't. Squad? We can't say that. We, okay. we, we cannot say that. Okay. Uh, we shouldn't say that. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying that. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon. Paragon. Seven. Seven. Studios. Studios. Here we go. Prepare your radio to be blast. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five, four, three, two, one. You now tuned in to the Lance J Radio Show. 